Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 your exclusive source for ndsu athletics in the twin cities the biz 1440 kycr golden valley go bison with srn news i'm bob agnew in washington the world is still reacting to the deaths of more than 50 people at the hands of the russians as they fired a rocket on a train station in eastern Ukraine, leaving at least 50 dead as they were trying to board the train just to get out of harm's way with the Russians on the way. President Vladimir Zelensky says it amounts to just another war crime by the Russians. Greg Clarkson reports that the White House welcomes this week's vote by the U.N. to suspend Russia from the Human Rights Council. Following accusations that Vladimir Putin's troops committed war crimes in Ukraine, the U.N. stripped Russia of its Human Rights Council membership. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki described the vote as significant. It's the most serious action available. It's only been applied once in history. This is only the second time in history. And we get that report from White House correspondent Greg Cluxton. More on these stories at SRNews.com. Everyone has important numbers. A phone number, a year you were born, even your anniversary. At Appliance Renew, giving our customers savings up to 50% off is one of our important numbers. Hey, it's Michael, owner of Appliance Renew. We sell brand new scratch and ding name brand appliances. Our inventory of over 250 appliances changes weekly. I put all appliances through a 20-point inspection, checking that all components, belts, and lines are running at peak performance. Appliance Renew is locally owned and operated in beautiful downtown Farmington. Visit ApplianceRenew.com or give me a call at 612-564-9207. It's worth the trip to downtown Farmington in the South Metro for savings up to 50% off brand new scratch and ding appliances. Saving money is worth the drive when a little ding doesn't mean a thing at Appliance Renew. Unless you've visited our studios, you probably haven't seen how clean they are. But I assure you, you can hear it. Hey, I'm Trevor Kay, checking in on behalf of Forever Cleaning. Tasha and the team at Forever Cleaning are a big part of why we sound so fantastic on air. I mean, have you ever heard a dusty microphone? Not here, you haven't. It sounds something like this. No good, right? But Forever Cleaning's attention to detail goes beyond the studios and this microphone. Our break room is clean and inviting, the office areas are orderly and organized, and the bathrooms, they're always spotless. If you need Forever Cleaning's expert care in your office or store, or you just want to make certain your mic sounds as good as mine, reach out to Tasha and her expert team today at forevercleaning.com. That's the number 4, EVRcleaning.com. Or call 763-807-9817 to schedule your free walkthrough and quote. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. Is it his time? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Welcome back. Second hour King Banyan show today uh, on a beautiful spring morning. Uh, already warmed up uh, about five, six degrees in the hour we were here, or hour and a half since I sat in the chair. Um, 651-289-4477, the number to call with your questions and comments. 651-289-4477 with questions and comments. 
before I leave the first topic and get on to the second, which was to talk about, we're going to talk this hour. We're going to actually do a little classroom uh, with you again today. Um, first, when the when the jobs report comes as early as this one did, because we got our jobs report on the first of on the first of the month, um, the second week. The second Saturday, when it falls on the 9th or the 10th, is always one of those where I don't have a whole lot of economic data to share with you, and it turns out we don't get a lot of um, commentary by, uh, by, by folks. But one thing that came out this week was the first, what I think to be a true recession call um, in the, um, uh, recently, um, which came from... Which came from uh, which came from uh, uh, Deutsche Bank, uh, and uh, particularly uh, uh, Matt Lizzetti. He's their uh, chief U.S. Uh, economist. Uh, and, and they came out and said basically, and it was interesting, I thought. Their forecast, I thought, was interesting because what I liked, what I liked about what was, said, what was said by him in this piece is that it's unusual. It is unusual for a... For a uh, for us not to have forecasts of what you might call a mini recession, but that's in fact what Deutsche Bank did. They forecasted us this this recession that is kind of kind of uh, it's kind of an unusual recession call. So I want you to listen to this. This is Lizetti. I believe I believe this was on Yahoo finance and not uh on uh wednesday of this week cut number four please daniel i think what we heard from the fed minutes yesterday was kind of a continuation of what we've heard from fed speak in recent weeks which is it has been meaningfully more hawkish it has been i think more worried about the inflation outlook there was a paragraph in those minutes where i was kind of some of the most concerned and hawkish uh, messaging that i've heard around inflation in quite some time from the fed them being worried that price pressures are being pushed on without uh, hurting demand, worried about the inflation dynamics in the economy uh, possibly changing relative to what we saw pre-COVID, uh, and really worried about the broadening of price pressures that we've seen. And so I, I view it as a continuation of what we've heard from the Fed, what we've heard from Chair Powell. Uh, and what it means to us is that the Fed has said inflation fighting is their number one goal uh, today. It will mean that they will be much more hawkish. They're going to be raising rates aggressively. They're going to be doing quantitative tightening, as, as Brian just laid out. And that those two things, we think, next year puts them into a restrictive stance, which ultimately tips the economy into a recession by the end of next year. So by the end of next year, 2023, what they're forecasting right now is the unemployment rate going to 4.9%. Now, I find 4.9% to be sort of interesting to say that now is an inf- a recession call. It can be if what you think is that we get no bounce back in labor supply over 2022 and early 23. If we get no additional supply in, in people, then maybe we would only maybe 4.9% is one, but I don't think it is. Um, I, I, I find that, I find that quite interesting. Um, I'm sorry, I gotta get myself signed in on, uh, signed in on my account here, uh, on Bloomberg, because I was trying to read their forecast, and I don't have, I don't have their, their information here. Let me go, oh, nope, they're not, they're not letting me in, so I can't read you much more than that. Uh, because I can't get to the I can't get to the forecast itself, but I'll say that that it to me it feels and I thought I thought this is really interesting. Scott Sumner um, retired from Brandeis University, and and one of the people that I think has tried to resurrect a, a, a earlier versions of Milton Friedman's uh, quantity theory. Uh, I almost called. It's, because we have modern monetary theory, I can't really call it modern quantity theory, but it, it, it feels something like that. Um, he points out this is kind of unusual. Um, and I, I, I would concur with this. We typically, when we see a, a recession, we typically see unemployment rate rises of 
4%, meaning we would go up to into the 6s and 7s. Deutsch is saying that recession is only going to go to barely 5%, if even that far. And, and, and Sumner writes, as far as I know, the U.S. has never had a mini recession, which I define as an economic slump where the unemployment rate rises between 1% and 2%. That's kind of weird, as all of the business cycle models that I'm aware of suggest that mini recessions should be more common and that larger recessions should be more common than larger recessions, just as small earthquakes are much more common than big earthquakes. Unquote. If you think all of recessions are caused by shocks to the system, then you would expect that you'd see more small shocks than large shocks because you believe that shocks kind of follow a bell curve of distribution, right? That there are more small shocks than large shocks. There's no particular reason why you have to believe that. It just turns out that economists have never built a model for recessions that would say that all the shocks are large, it might be that there's enough shock absorbers in the system that, that small shocks just get eaten up by the absorbers and you never really notice them. Sort of like when you drive on a road that's got a few little creases in it, but you've got a car with good suspension. You might just go over them and not really notice, and it doesn't really stop you. Whereas, you know, spring in Minnesota, we're all engaged in, do- in pothole dodging. Because all of the shocks to our suspension and our tires are large at this particular point in time. That might be the case. But 4.9% unemployment, that wouldn't bother people too terribly. I mean, that wouldn't bother, I think, people too terrible much. My point being that that a 5% unemployment rate might cause the Fed to change course but i kind of doubt it i think if they're willing to go it from 3.6 percent when the unemployment when the inflation rate's at seven if the unemployment rate is five and the inflation rate is still five percent i can't see them i can't see them veering off course because i don't think they have a way to explain well five percent's the new normal are you going to believe that Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. If the Fed came back to you and said, "Well, it turns out those last thirty years or forty years after Paul Volcker and Alan Greenspan, that was all anomalous, and we're going to go back to a world where we get we get four percent inflation." Do you think? Do you think that is going to fly in terms of what the Fed's going to be able to do? I don't believe that at all. I mean, I just think that's, I think that's, uh, I think that's in fact kind of crazy. But it, if they, but if the interest for in, for that to happen, and this is this ties this to the last two segments I was doing in the last hour. If you thought that was going to happen, you would only have to come to that conclusion on the basis that the Fed would actually take rates above the neutral which means they're not stopping at the 3% in uh, Fed funds rate that is forecasted to happen by the end of 2022, that they would have to go in 23 to a rate closer to 5%. Because that's what it would take, in my mind, that's what it would take to get an, um, get an unemployment rate back to 5%, would be you would have to actually tighten to the point where the real Fed funds rate would be back at, uh, be back at like uh, 75 to 100 basis points. That's what that would take. I cannot conceive of a Fed that w- would go that far. They're not telling you they're going that far. That's how this relates to what we are hearing from Bill Dudley. Because he doesn't believe that 3% interest rates are going to be sufficient to stop the inflation. So either you have to decide that the inflation is going to cause the Fed to go past 3 to 4 and 5, in which case I think the, I think the Deutsche forecast is right, or they're going to go there and that's going to have to be enough. 
and they'll just have to hope that the inflation rate slowly drifts back to 2% because the Fed has said that the inflation rate's going to be 2% and we all will do what the Fed tells us, right? Well, that's kind of what they're trying to get you to believe. So I'll leave that topic there. If you want to talk about it, you call us at 651-289-4477. And otherwise, I'm going to move on because we got to talk about this thing with the ruble. It's kind of kind of interesting. You might say it's even a little weird. I don't think it's weird. I think it actually makes a lot of sense, and I think economics can explain it for us. And we'll try to help you understand that right after this on the King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Just about a year ago, I set out on the road. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group and timeshare cancellation advocate. I was sued by the largest timeshare company in federal court for simply helping people cancel their timeshare that they had been lied to about. The jury sized me up and came back with a verdict after only 20 minutes. And yes, I won. My husband and I are more than grateful to everyone at Wesley Financial Group. You know, thanks to Chuck and his team, we feel as though a weight has been lifted and we can move on without the worry of a troublesome timeshare. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, it's my mission to get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off your back permanently. Give my office a call today. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare contract or you'll pay nothing. Get the facts. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-837-5050. That's 800-837-5050. 800-837-5050. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. You think a lot about your family, your friends, your favorite things to do. But you know what you don't think about? Who's your plumber? Hi, I'm Kayla from Champion Plumbing. And it's okay if the only time you think of us is when something happens. Like your water heater quits on you. At Champion Plumbing, we can usually install a new water heater same day. Who's your plumber? Don't think, just call. Champion Plumbing. Online at championplumbing.net. That's championplumbing.net. Christy of Woodbury says, from the first phone call, everyone was very responsive, professional, and friendly. Thank you for making the repair so easy. Experience Great Garage Doors same-day service at 763-767-3000. That's Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you for listening to us today. Um, I'm going to go ahead and move on a little bit, although although I want to I want to incorporate uh, the previous discussion into this one point. I'm about to talk about um, e- the economics of um, of Russian trade and the ruble and so forth, and, and I should be very careful about how I think about a forecast for the next nine to nine to 12 months, because I still don't think we know 
what the impact of the Ukrainian uh, of the of the Ukraine war is going to be on Western economies. But I think we have some idea. Uh, going uh, and and I come to this by noting to you that if you follow us at the hashtag pound KBRS, from time to time I will post not only links to stories, but I'll I'll post graphs for you. Um, and I want you to, if you go to pound KBRS and scroll back to about about eight o'clock this morning, you will see I posted a graph for you of the ruble dollar exchange rate. That rate, you might know, was around between 75 and 80 rubles to the dollar before the war. Went up to approximately 130 rubles to the dollar. But has slowly over time, over the last three weeks, slid back to approximately even Stephen. And... I think people have been surprised by that and think to themselves there must be some there must be some problem here that there must be a it must be that the sanctions aren't working because if the sanctions are working they would never have they would never have been able to um, reduce the um, they would never have been able to appreciate the ruble now. Because this is supposed to be classroom time, I'm going to start with some, make sure that you understand the language, right? So when I say the ruble appreciates, it means that it can buy more dollars with a ruble, or alternatively, it takes fewer rubles to buy a dollar. So when the, the depreciate means the other thing. So when I say the ruble rate went from about 78 rubles to the dollar to almost to about 126, 128, almost immediately at the start of the war, we would say that the ruble depreciated dramatically. Um, um, Dramatically in the last, uh, you know, over that period. But since then, slowly but surely, that rate has come back down. So that it currently sits about, it sits at just about 80, like 79 and change. You know, 79 and probably 79 and a half rubles to the dollar right now. And again, it was at 76, 77 pre-war. So it's almost all the way back to where it was. I'd like to point out a few things of why that might happen and why that might not be the worst sign that you would see. And to do that, I tweeted to you at Pound KBRS early this morning, along with that graphic that you can see, I posted to you uh, an article that was written by Menzi Chin from uh, University of Wisconsin um, talking about the policy rate Okay, so we have the Fed funds rate here in the United States. They talk about they call it their policy rate, uh, and their policy rate at the start of the war got raised from about eight percent to twenty percent. That rate impacts the the rate at which every bank in Russia can borrow from the central bank, and that high rate. Um, is meant to keep dollars in place and or make the ruble more attractive because that 20% interest rate is being paid only on ruble deposits, not being paid on dollars. It's being paid on rubles. So an increase in the policy rate increases the demand for the local currency. Right, so there. So we've done two pieces of definition here. We know we know what an appreciation and depreciation are, and we know that an increase in the interest rate in in a country increases the demand for its own currency. That rate this week got dropped, but dropped to seventeen percent. It is still quite high. A seventeen. You know, they say, oh, they dropped the policy rate. Things must be getting better. Well, yes, but it's still a seventeen percent interest rate. Meaning, if you're a 
if you're a if you're a bank in Russia that needs to borrow money from the central bank, you're going to have to pay 17% interest. If you're if you're a a business in Russia having borrowing money from a Russian bank, you're paying a much higher interest rate on that now than you would have paid only a few only a few weeks ago. So if I look at what's going on there, uh, and, and I will incur, you know, if I look at what's going on there, I would, my first reaction would be, okay, that kind of looks like, that kind of looks like they're still increasing the demand for rubles. But this gets to an argument that I just talked about Scott Sumner in the previous sense, uh, previous segment, and I'm going to use a line that he frequently uses. Never reason from a price change. And what I'm seeing in the press time over the last week is, well, the sanctions must not be working because the Russian exchange rate has come back to 79 and come back to to where it was before sanctions were put in place. I'm like, that doesn't necessarily mean that at all. So one of the things we can look at, right, um, one of the things we can look at are the things that move the exchange rate. And one of those things is going to be, of course, what happens in terms of the level of reserves they have. And what's happened to reserves, we know, the, it is hard to figure out because the Central Bank of Russia stopped publishing their reserve numbers. Pre-war, when we talked about this, their pre-war, they had a about 640 billion US dollars of foreign currency reserves on the books of the Central Bank of Russia. As we talked about a few weeks ago, and you can go back and listen to previous shows, go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, sign up for the VIP club, pull the podcast down, want to go back maybe two to three weeks. We talked about the fact that that the Fed that the Central Bank of Russia had six hundred and forty billion dollars. The Fed, the ECB, the Bank of England, Bank of Japan, all acted over the last few weeks to say, all acted at the beginning of the war, excuse me, to say the Central Bank of Russia's deposits in banks in our country cannot be used without our permission. We will decide whether or not those dollars can be used in a transaction. Now hold on to that thought. If you go to look at the, if you go and look at, apparently, um, on the on that date, on 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 the date of March twenty fifth, they were down thirty eight point eight billion dollars. So they went from six forty to six oh about six oh four, uh, six forty two to six oh four. Um, again, though. That $640 billion included, it turns out, about over $400 billion of it is in banks in countries where it's now subject to controls and sanctions placed by Western economies. A bunch of that money is in Citibank. A bunch of that money is in, is in banks in London and in Frankfurt and in Tokyo. And in every single one of those cases... Every single one of those cases, the, the the Central Bank of Russia doesn't have access to it. Interestingly, this week, this week, the 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 Russian government had sovereign debt that it was supposed to make an interest payment on, and if you hold that debt in a bank in the United States or in Europe you would have been paid through a correspondent account. You wouldn't have been paid directly from Moscow. You would have been paid by a correspondent account in New York or in, in London. This week, the, the Federal Reserve, excuse me, not Federal Reserve, the U.S. Treasury told those banks, in the, including Citi, you may not use the correspondent account of the, of the Central Bank of Russia to meet the debt obligation of the Russian government on its bonds that are held by U.S. bondholders. Meaning that technically those bonds went into default this week. 
so we were th- so to think about that Minzy Chin and again I, I I encourage you to go back through the the go back through the uh, go back through the Twitter feed of pound KBRS so just search for that and you will see that and what you see them do is is basically use a model that's an old-fashioned model that we teach all of our our undergraduate students particularly when they take international finance but not but but not but uh, sometimes we use an intermediate macro I use an intermediate macro but not all do because many of my students are international students and for them the balance of payments constraint is very important um, so what happened was in essence they had so um, the way to think about the sanctions was in two ways the the increase the increase in interest rates that went from nine and a half percent to twenty percent would have pushed the Russian economy towards recession and 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 that was that caused the ruble to collapse. However, what's happened since then is a couple things. Um, and the thing that's happened is 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 that is that you've had a cutoff of critical imports to the Russian economy. And I want you to think about what has in fact happened. What kinds of cutoffs have in fact happened over the last few weeks? Because here's the point. You can't reason from the exchange rate. You can't even reason from the interest rate. There's one more thing that has changed that is really causing the demand for dollars in Russia to fall. And it's not a flaw of US of the US policy. It's a feature. What is it? That was called a tease, and we'll fix that tease right after these messages. You're listening to the King Banyan show on the Biz 1440. on your team who have you surrounded yourself with to help build and maintain your forever after tune into this week's money matters with alan mike the guys will discuss one of the most important decisions you make when it comes to your money and retirement the advisor you choose the stakes are high only the rest of your life high so you don't want to miss this one tune in to money matters with alan mike 2 p.m sunday on the biz 1440 or call them now at 855-231-6010 Hey, Mike, what are you doing way up on that ladder? You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year. It cost me ten grand. You, wait, $10,000? Yeah, and from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters, and it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro-mesh screen system so nothing gets in your gutters Except water. So Leaf Filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me? Bingo! Plus, Leaf Filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty, so your gutters are covered for life. Thanks, Frank. I'm calling Leaf Filter today. Don't go another day with your home unprotected. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15% savings. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com. That's 1-844-300-LEAF. Leaf. This is Matt Crowder, live at the gas station on 41st Street, reporting on those skyrocketing gas prices. Excuse me, miss, are you buying less gas now because of the high prices? Oh, I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute, are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Well, does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, well, there you have it stop paying full price for gas download the free get upside app and get real cash back every time you buy gas this is matt crowder radio news network download the free get upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas use promo code suv for a five dollar bonus on your first tank you can cash out anytime right to your bank to paypal or an e-gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free get upside app and use promo code suv for a five dollar bonus on your first tank that's code suv 
Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. We're talking ruble, ruble, ruble on The King Banyan Show, 651-289-4477. If you have a question about this this analysis, I want you, I'm trying to get you to understand why I think you shouldn't use the exchange rate or even the change in the policy rate to figure out whether or not sanctions are working in Russia. I think they are. And I actually consider what's happening there to be fairly good news. There's been a lot of focus over the last few weeks about the fact that uh, that in the EU there is still Russian gas flowing into into Europe. Indeed, I saw a story this morning about the fact that Russian Russian oil is being repackaged as oil from Latvia, which has offshore has North Sea oil. Uh, wells operating i don't think they're terribly big i don't think that that's that big a deal for me uh but what i think what i think is very interesting here is that uh, is that people are looking at saying sanctions aren't working and i and and i said well maybe maybe not Let's think about the fact that, that, you know, we say we will not do... We were talking last week, I think, on the show about the fact that the Russians were saying, saying you've got to pay us in rubles. And the German prime minister, the, the, German, the German economy minister, I think it was actually the prime minister too, uh, 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 Olaf Scholz, saying, saying we're not going to pay you in foreign currency. We, we don't do business in foreign currency with the Russian government. Well, that's fine. But what they did instead was they didn't pay a Russian they didn't pay the Russian government. They paid a German subsidiary of Gazprom of Gazprom Bank, which is the financial arm of Gazprom, which is the this which is the monopoly on Russian gas. And so they're using someone else to conduct the transaction. It's like, oh, it's terrible, it's awful. Euros and dollars are still flowing. Back to, back to Russia. It's terrible. It's like, yeah, I think it is. But let's understand what what that transaction is. Right? I'm going to, I'm going to um, give, I'm going to give. Let's suppose we didn't have the ban in place. Right. So I could pay Gazprom directly in euro or in dollars for those imports, right? Let's suppose I was doing that, because that's what they're doing. They're, they're paying euros, but they've just redirected the transaction that someone, so that someone else does the conversion rather than, rather than uh, the, into, uh, into rubles so that Gazprom does it rather than uh, Germans' uh, energy importers. That's really not that big a, big a change. The bigger change is this. I'm I'm effectively giving them dollars and euros for their gas. So I get something I, I need to power my economy, keep my homes warm, etc. And what do they get for it? They get bits of paper. Now, I don't think the Russian government, I don't think Russian people want bits of paper. I think what they want is the is the uh, is the food they want the, they want the food and drink they want uh, they want the blue jeans they want the the yachts and dachas and all the and, and the Rolexes and all the other fun stuff that comes with being obscenely rich in Russia because most of that money isn't really getting back to the to the people themselves what is happening 
So you got these pieces of paper, right? And so you're probably trying to say, where can I go to spend that money, right? I got I got these dollars, I got these euros, and I've converted them to rubles because because the Russian government has forced me to convert them to rubles. And what are you going to do with them, right? Gucci. Gucci's no longer selling goods in in Moscow. Okay. Yachts? Well, owning a yacht requires a lot more protection, and you kind of need to keep it out of western ports. Because when when it docks in a western port, there's a risk that it might end up Maybe it might end up being seized, or it might end up with a uh, disgruntled uh, Ukrainian mechanic in the engine room who sabotages your boat. Where are you going to spend it? What are you going to spend it on? And so what what, um, Professor Chin's uh, graph shows in that piece that I tweeted to you about two hours ago, two and a half hours ago, what that piece shows you is if there's a decrease in the demand for goods and services because of, of controls on imports, not allowing the, uh, the Gucci and the Prada and, and, and all of the, uh, and, and the Rolex and all of the other goods that go into the country. If you stop them from doing that, you suck down the demand for dollars and euros. It's a side product of the sanctions actually of the sanctions actually doing what they can what they would normally do. So I would say pay less attention to whether or not the West is buying Russian gas or Russian oil. You say, well, it's financing the war effort. Well, okay, but the war effort requires them to buy replacement parts for things that break down as they try to invade Ukraine. They can't buy the parts in the West anymore. There's, there are import controls that prevent any of that to go there. Well, they can make it themselves. Yeah, but they, need, they still need all these other pieces. In a globalized economy, if you can effectively cut off a country, and I, I will remind you, Russia is, right, when people say, well, Russia is a huge country, it is a huge country, but it's not a huge economy. Its economy is I'm trying to do trying to remember this fact right. Sort of about the size of South Korea. If we wanted to, God knows we don't want to. We 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 love Korea. Could we embargo South Korea and cause severe economic damage to their economy? Yeah, we probably could. Well, Russia's the same size. Its size, its geographic size, doesn't change the impact of sanctions terribly much. It doesn't cause too many issues within the, within the United States or in EU, except for the flow of gas. So as long as Russia is willing to send you gas, and you're paying them with bits of paper that they can't use to buy your products, they're stuck holding on to these things, and they, can't, and they don't dare send those dollars or euros out of the country because sending them outside of the country may subject them to the sanctions that the West has placed on them. So, of course, they have too much supply of foreign currency. And, of course, therefore, the ruble should appreciate relative to those other pieces. It makes perfectly good sense that the, that the ruble dollar exchange rate has fallen, that the ruble dollar exchange rate has fallen, that the ruble is appreciated. It's only appreciated because... They're stuck holding bits of paper they can't do anything with. Now, they may play the long game and say, well, I can't do anything with it today, but I might be able to do something with it next week or next month. And, I, I, and when people say, well, this is all because Russia is forcing them to convert dollars, and, dollars and, and, and euro and yen into rubles, that's true, but that's a side product. Because even if they had held the dollars and the yen and the and, and, and the euros, those Russian importers wouldn't be able to do much with that piece of paper. It's just it's just a matter of whether that piece of paper is being kept by the oligarchs or if it's being kept by the central bank. 
what they've decided is they're going to keep the money in the central bank. From the standpoint of thinking about thinking about the exchange rate, it doesn't make much difference at all. So we shouldn't be thinking that the sanctions are failing on the basis of what happened to an interest rate. We shouldn't be thinking the sanctions are failing because of what happened to the exchange rate. Again, Scott Sumner's, Scott Sumner's uh, admonition is perfectly, perfectly useful here. Never, ever reason from a price change. The exchange rate, the interest rate, those are prices. Prices are determined by supply and demand. And you can't just take the price change and assume what happened is one side or the other side. You have to think deeply about both sides of the transaction before you can come to any conclusion. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business, and just overall it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced, and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance, in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that. There's a ton to explore at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Like the biggest savings around at our half-off deals tab. Click on programs to see our daily lineup. Win prizes at the VIP fan club. Catch up on your favorite podcasts and more. Soaking up the sun in Fiji. Walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis. Or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you for listening. Final segment for today. Um, we'll be away next week, but then back in two weeks. Uh, um, we're going to – I promised somebody I'd run a – I'd relay a half marathon with him. I don't know why I'm so stupid to promise this, but it was a guy that's never never run a race before and a guy who helped me once when I needed some help. Um, and so I 
feel I feel duty bound um, to to give him an assist. Um, I thought this was um, I thought this paragraph was interesting. Uh, the annual report from J.P. Morgan Chase came out. Jamie Dimon writing in this and related to the Ukraine story. I'm just going to read you one paragraph from the letter. Um, uh, as I write this letter, the war in Ukraine has been raging for well over a month and creating and is creating a significant refugee crisis. We do not know what its outcome ultimately will be, but the hostilities in Ukraine and the sanctions on Russia are already having a substantial economic impact. They have roiled global oil, commodity, and agricultural markets. We expect the fallout from the war and resulting sanctions to reduce Russia's GDP by 12.5% by mid-year, a decline worse than the 10% drop after the 1998 default. Our economists currently think that the euro area, highly dependent on Russia for oil and gas, will see GDP growth of roughly 2% in 2022, instead of the elevated 4.5% pace we expected just three weeks, six, just six weeks ago. By contrast, the, they expect the U.S. economy to advance roughly 2.5% versus a previously estimated 3%. But these estimates are based on a fairly static view of the war in Ukraine and the sanctions now in place. Many more sanctions could be added, which could dramatically and unpredictably increase their effect. Um, we should keep in, um, and, 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 and so forth. Um, I'm just going to, I just going to scroll through, uh, a little bit further down. I thought I had a little bit more I wanted to, to show here. Um, um, no, I think I'll just leave, I think that I'll just leave it there. Uh, but this is this is why I have been saying for the last few uh, last few weeks because I'm beginning to get the people telling me there's going to be a recession. I mentioned, in fact, that uh, whether there's going to be a recession, I mentioned that Deutsche says recession, but it's a mini recession. It's a small recession. I'm not going to get caught up in the definition of what a recession means, but I will say in in my understanding of what a recession means. I don't see a recession in 2022, nor does Deutsche. They see one in 2023, and I say that is possible. I do not dismiss the possibility of a recession in 2023. My crystal ball, I tell people, my crystal ball only looks out about six to nine months, and after that I'm, I'm pretty much blind in terms of, particularly when I'm looking at, the, at state and local economics as I do, I'm pretty blind on anything that's more than nine months out. Um, there are a lot of other people out there trying to make those statements, and and you know let's let's say when you're when you're writing an annual report like Jamie Dimon is, you're not being asked to think just about 2022. You're being asked to think about 23 and 24. But I think I think that as long as we continue to go through this relative fiction of of the sanctions maybe not working the only thing i would point out here is if the the sanctions working are not determined by what happens to the russian economy the sanctions working are only to be judged against the uh, against the measurement of is it stopping the war and right now it's not does it have likelihood to stop the war i want to say as long as i is you know I want to say, as long as we see things like we saw this week where the EU says, we're going to stop importing coal in August, which gives them all summer to stock up, right? It reminds me of my friend who, when they were told, when they were told that there was going to be a new formula for Coke and that the old formula was going to go away, went to a store and bought every case he could find a nook or cranny for in his apartment had two closets stacked to the gills with coke which is very funny because if you remember the old new if you remember the new coke story from the 1980s the new formula replaced the old formula and was so badly received by the public that within months coke classic 
We have that old taste for you if you really, really want it. And New Coke eventually died a quiet death. And Coke Classic just became Coke again. I think in the same way, these these sanctions have the possibility of 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 being there and then not being there. And so I don't believe my forecast view includes a view that we're not going to get any stricter with the sanctions because I keep, you know, just on a, just thinking in terms of political economy, which is my specialty. Um, I cannot foresee the German government ever kicking the habit of Russian gas. It can't. It can't do it within the, the time frame that's there. By the time it can kick the habit, it will be too late for Ukraine because it can't kick the habit. It will take them years to get off Russian gas unless they were willing to accept a recession of about the same size that Russia's are going, that I believe Russia will experience. I actually have reason to believe that 10 to 12 percent number for Russia. I see other numbers that are 6 to 8. I think the, the Economist Intelligence Unit is at, is at 8 uh, right now. There are not a lot of great forecasters out there looking at the Russian economy, but I would say it's probably there. It's probably in that 8 to 10 percent. If, if Germany were to try to go off of Russian gas cold turkey, it probably would double the price, double more than double the price of gas of natural gas in Germany, and that would set off a recession that I think would be of, of that magnitude. I don't think they, I don't think they would do that. So if that's not going to happen, I can't see the EU's, I can't see the EU growing at less than two to two and a half percent. I do think the U.S. economy can still grow at two and a half to three percent in this year, and I think it holds near that rate next year. So. So I don't see a recession yet, but there's still a lot more to go in terms of what's happening in Ukraine, what's happening with Fed policy. These are very, very uncertain times. And the I don't know, there are lots of ways to stay plugged in, but I'm just telling you, be prepared for choppiness in the months ahead. Uh, and uh, don't give up on listening to us as well here. Daniel, thank you so much for your production today, and we'll talk to you folks next week on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Spring means new beginnings and growth, so let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-457-9220. 800-457-9220. 800-457-9220. That's 800-457-9220. Well, in this day and age, we all want to make sure we're getting the most bang for our buck. We're watching our dollars. We're watching what we're spending. We want to be good stewards with what we've been given. And having that inside edge or that relationship can really make a difference. And doing business with people who are like-minded is another big part of that, too. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for United Faith Mortgage. And you have an inside track to a direct lender that can help you get the best deal possible. It's their special sauce, so to speak. Their team is lucky to be part of a bigger arm whose company is a direct lender, which means 
means their company gets to use their own money to make their own decisions within their own walls. That means no middleman, which is a huge advantage and often allows you to get a better rate, which saves you monthly and lifelong money. Right now, United Faith Mortgage is doing something very cool. For any new home purchase, United Faith Mortgage will now be paying $1,000 for your closing costs, as well as no out-of-pocket funds for appraisal fees. That's a great deal. So visit them online at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Corp, Melville, New York. NMLS number 1330. Ryan Vreck, NMLS number 65233. Get your new garage door installed in just one to two weeks from Great Garage Door. Garage doors are experiencing significant supply chain issues, like the rest of the home improvement industry. But Great Garage Door has a large inventory of doors in stock and ready for installation in one to two weeks. Don't delay as prices are still going up. Buy from Great Garage Door now and save. Call Great Garage Door today for a free estimate at 763-767-3000 or find them online at great 